Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Today we're talking with Jen Murray. She blogs at fortunate.net with the number four. And the reason for that four is that she has four boys, as in quadruplets. So we're going to hear her story today, which is just honestly fascinating because I had a hard enough time being pregnant with one child at a time. She was pregnant with four boys all at once. And then and then if you just take that to the next level, then she had four babies. Then she had four toddlers. And now she has four grade school boys. And you can learn a lot from someone who has to go through the process of raising four kids at a time. So it's an interesting story. But then on top of that, boys have tons of energy. And so Jen recently wrote a book about just fun, entertaining outside ideas and adventures that you can have with your kids. So she's going to share some great ideas for us to entertain our kids this summer and to have fun with them and to make memories with them. So let's jump into our conversation today with Jen Murray. Hey, Jen. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I I have to say you are the first mother of, I want to say, even multiples and so really? you just hit this one completely out of the park with a grand uh, slam. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an overachiever, you know? <laughs> um, so everybody listening, for, for everybody listening, will you tell them um, how many kids you have? Yes, I have four boys. And who how old are they? They're seven. They turn seven in seven. February. Yes, awesome. they all share the same birthday the um, on Groundhog's Day. So we had four shadows. Uh-huh. On the same day. <laughs> and yeah, they're quadruplets. So. Awesome. You know, when I was a freshman at Baylor, um, there were four girls that lived in my dorm and they were they were they were quads. And really that's, that's, what, that's what they referred to themselves as the quads. And so the obviously quads. this was a long time ago. And and their name I, I even I think I even remember their names. I mean Baylor's it's not huge, but I don't I've maybe talked to them once or twice, but I wanna say they named them like a, B, C, D, oh, like they did. A- Allison, Brooke, Claire, and Darcy, something like that. Okay. I don't know why I remember that. That's so random. Yeah, we had another, we have another friend. It's it's funny when you have quads, you kind of all find each other in yes. these various ways, you know, but there's one that's even in our state that they have an A, B, C, D. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's yeah. not, that That seems to, that's a quad thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you call them that like the whole time. So I guess it kind of fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, so yeah. so I, they got a, um, I think they got a free ride wow. to Baylor, which Baylor That's isn't incredible. the cheapest school. That's awesome in the world, and so yeah, so everybody knew who the quads were at our school. I bet. Quite famous. I bet. Quite I bet. Famous. <laughs> Um, That's cool. So um, I would love for you just to take us back, you know, because 
everybody listening, I'm assuming, is a mom or thinking about motherhood or something. Sure. And if they're not, then, you know, whoever you are, thanks for listening because we just <laughs> talk about our kids on the show. Um, but we've all, you know, been there, or at least most of us have been there and, mm-hmm. and found out that we were going to have our first child or our second child or our third child. But you found out you're, you're having all four of your children at one time. I'd love for you to take us into... You know how did how did you find out, and what was your reaction to that? Yes, I'm I'm still shocked, honestly. <laughs> I'm still not quite over it. But um, we obviously wanted to have kids, and it didn't work out as planned right away. And um, so we, you know, did what everybody else pretty much does, and looked to the doctors and said, "Hey, we would love to get pregnant, and it's just not working out." And, So long story short of that, we were able to um, have a really great doctor who was very conservative and um, walked us through that really hard time. And um, obviously, we just wanted to get pregnant with one kid and would have been completely content with that. But we had a, a huge shock in the whole process and ended up thinking that we had triplets, Um. At six weeks, I went in, and they did an ultrasound, and we had the shock of our lives, so we thought, um, (laughs) finding out that there were um, three sacks in there, and one of them did look a little different, but it was so early on, um, you know, the doctor was like, yeah, they're just different sizes right now, blah, 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 so we went home and kind of tried to process the whole triplets thing and we're on the phone for hours and hours calling everybody that we knew and you know everybody thought it was a big joke and so we've like you know we're sarcastic people anyway so they thought we were you know setting them up for this and um so then two weeks later we went in for our follow-up ultrasound and found out that the three were really four there were two in one sack um, which was extremely rare as far as, um, I mean, they're identical twins, but it was a really rare form of identical twins where they were in the same inner sac and outer sac, which is called monoamniotic. It hardly ever happens in twins, but we were the first um, documented case of quadruplets ever out there. So wow. it's totally rare, but um, yeah, and it was honestly um, the worst day of our lives because Um, Not only was this, you know, a huge risk having a quad pregnancy, it's, you know, not good on your body. And a lot of times it doesn't end well um, as far as preterm labor and just a lot of risk involved. But with that twinning situation, um, a lot of times it ends in death because of cord tanglement. Um, There's no separation in the sac. So um, as soon as the cords get tangled, oxygen supply is um, depleted and there's there's also, you know, nutrition sharing and things like that that happened. So we felt like it was a death sentence. And they, they told us that, um, you know, if, if Brooks and Clark, who were identical twins, if they died, it probably would cause death for the other two. So it was a really, really, really rough day wow. um, and rough weeks to follow of just this, you know, huge cloud and huge burden of, you know, wanting to be pregnant and then going oh my goodness, are we just going to get pregnant to lose four lives? You know, it just felt like a really um, hard thing to walk through and really questioning why would the Lord give us life to just lose it? You know, that was just a really 
hard thing to walk through and and to walk our families through too. How far along were you at this point? This was at eight weeks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a really hard road ahead and you know, when you see your doctors and nurses upset for you, mm-hmm. it's one of those, you know, you feel the weight of the situation. And so it was rough. It was a really rough pregnancy, just a lot of unknowns. And every ultrasound was just kind of that holding your breath and counting heartbeats. We didn't mm-hmm. know how many we would have every time. So um, it was a, you know, huge relief when we would get to four and go, hey, they're all yeah. here again this week. And just going week after week and not knowing, are we going to get to the end game or where's, you know, how many kids are we going to go home with? What's our life going to look like? Are they going to have, you know, major special needs because of oxygen issues or stroke issues in, in utero, that sort of thing. So so you went from really high high of finding out that you were pregnant and that you can have triplets to this really deep low of just the uncertainty of really just the gravity of what the doctors had communicated with you. And then this huge period of just unknown. Yes, it was a huge, yeah, it was just an amazing trusting in the Lord and choosing to trust in the Lord when we could do, we couldn't, couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was nothing that we could do, but wait, and so, I mean, obviously, I could try to take care of myself as best as I could and, um, you know, do what they told me nutrition-wise and things like that. But you can't you can't cause your little babies to not move inside of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a weird thing. You know, I feel like, you know, a lot of moms, when they feel that movement, it's a really happy time and this flutter of – and and enjoying that movement where I was like, don't move, don't move, don't move. You know what I mean? It was just this constant worry. And, um, yeah, it was just a a really, really hard thing for both Brad and I to, to walk through. And then how far did they make it? When, when did you actually deliver? We made it all the way to 32 weeks. Is that really unusual? Yes. I think 28 is kind of the average for quads. If you can get that far, um, but yeah, we made it four weeks after that. So we were extremely, extremely blessed and thankful. And, and just, you know, so I was looking on your site and I saw that most of your boys were about three pounds and one of your boys was four pounds. And, you know, my mom was probably about your size. She, she was shorter than I am. And so mm-hmm. she was definitely under five, four. And uh-huh. I weighed four pounds when I was born okay. and I was just oh, wow. one. I was one child, and so you were about the same size as my mom, and you had four of me inside you. And so that's just just crazy. I can't imagine just the level of – were you even able to operate and and get around, or were you on complete bed rest? I was in – I was on bed rest from 22 weeks on, um, modified bed rest before that, too, but – 22 weeks on. And then I was in the hospital from 28 weeks on um, to, to monitor Brooks and Clark. They kind of would test them, um, make sure, you know, there was still movement and things like that. Um, twice a day, they would do monitoring so that that way they could try to catch it if they were in distress. And we'd made that 28 week mark, which is kind of a monumental um, mark for development so that they could have went ahead and 
you know, done an emergency C-section at that point. So yeah, I was in the hospital and then by around 30, I was still able to get out of bed and move and things like that. But about 31 on, I needed help just to even roll over. Like yeah. it took, it took a team to get my belly to the other side of the bed. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. with one, I remember just having to, in my head, plan to roll over. So yeah, it was, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it was a group effort. <laughs> wow. So for anybody on pins and needles, obviously uh, all the boys made it and, and they are just the cutest little boys. So uh-huh. you, you, thank you. while you're listening, if you can just go to uh, her website, it's the number four and then T-U-N-A-T-E. So fortunate.net. And they are just adorable. Mm, They're just They're so cute. I love all your pictures on, on Instagram and Twitter and stuff of them. It's just, so cute. So you went from just yeah. this huge emotional season of pregnancy mm-hmm. to then everything was looking good. But then you, was the reality of then you had you came home with four boys and I just can't quite fathom that. So I'm guessing you had help. How did that work bringing home four boys and you probably had a massive recovery as well. I, I did. I did. From I think, you know, just being on bed rest that long and and, you know, you lose your muscle tone, you lose everything, you know, just your stamina, things like that. So it was, it was hard. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully and not thankfully, they were in the NICU for a while. Um, we had some scares along the way, but really overall, um, that went pretty well. They were mostly just feeder and grower issues that we had to wait out, um, so when we did bring them home, I had recovered for about a month. They started coming home at three weeks, four weeks, and five weeks. Okay. So um, I did have that. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> you know, like I did have a little bit of time of recovery there to oh, so get some stamina back up. Yeah, but yeah. we did have – our church was great. My school was great. We had people in our home, and it was one of those crazy things of um, – I. I love telling the story of Brad would wake up in the middle of the night and there would be somebody new at our house that had come there for like a midnight feeding and spent the night and he would come out in his, you know, sleep shorts and a white t-shirt and be like, Hey, my name's Brad. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we just had people that were even, you know, strangers to us. I mean, that we knew more of acquaintances that would come and go, Hey, I'll, I'll be willing to feed babies or change diapers. And it was, it was amazing how, you know, the body of Christ served us and even people that were, um, you know, that we just worked with that would be able to show up. And we had that for about, um, I think that's the first two months, probably off and on, not every night, not every day. Um, it was kind of sporadic in there, but and my mom was able to come for about two nights a week for there at the beginning as well. So that was huge, huge help. But we really needed a team of people and volunteers and, you know, anybody that we could get that was willing. I can only imagine. <laughs> at arms. You know, and not just that newborn phase, but then they become toddlers and you're chasing around four, four toddler boys. Yes, that was a whole other thing. We had a gate. We called it a gated community for quite some time, <laughs> where we it was just a safe place to put them, and you know, we had a lot of plastic in our house for a while. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I think the the coolest thing that we can get from from hearing your story, because most people listening 
probably don't have quadruplets. And if you do, I hope this is super fun for you to hear <laughs> Jen's story. Right. But for most of us who didn't have quadruplets, we, I just think it's so inspiring to know that we are probably, each of us, capable of so much more than we ever imagined. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, people say all the time, well, God never gives you more than he, you can handle. And I think he totally does. And he gives you the grace to endure it. And that's when you become so dependent on him. And so, you know, you cling to him because there's no other way that you can get through it every day. And I think, you know, a lot of moms have told me before, like, I think of you all the time when I'm overwhelmed with my one and think about you going through at times four. And I think, you know, we can all relate to that. We're all going through, you know, transitions and, and rough stages and potty training and, you know, things that stress us out. And we have commonality in that, you know, that it is hard. Motherhood is hard. It's a lot of work all day long. And so, yeah, there's grace in that. And there's um, a lot of learning moments and laying down your own selfishness and Mm -hmm. so and I can only imagine how much you as a person have changed from before you found out you're going to have quadruplets to now having these you know four strapping seven-year-old boys who can you know get their own food and oh yeah open their own car doors and buckle their seatbelts and all that stuff huge the whole process has probably just really impacted you is there any one big change you would say you've seen in yourself over the past, uh, I guess, seven and a half, eight years? Yeah, I think there's just, you know, there's a confidence that comes through getting through really big milestones, you Mm -hmm. know, like when you're able to look back on that first year and go, hey, we just survived this. We made (laughs) it through, you know, and then, you know, getting through potty training or getting through, you know, kindergarten or, or things like that, that you just look back and go, hey, we made it and we're still together and we're still, you know, getting up every morning and living this out and that God is being faithful to us Mm -hmm. through that, you know, and, and just seeing the way that he's provided through it. You know, we had a, Brad lost his job when the boys were about two. And so that was a really, you know, to have four kids and, and being in that, you know, I'm staying home with them and it was just another, we've thought, hey, we've learned to trust in the Lord because we went through this quad pregnancy and all these unknowns, and then, boom, you get hit with something else that you go, wow, this is, you know, a whole other way that we have to practice this and live this out. And so, yeah, I think it's just those milestones that you're able to look back and see how God is faithful and how He does provide and how He is with you through it, even when you feel alone. Because I think all of us as moms sometimes feel that way. You feel alone and different things that you're going through or different challenges that you are facing and that he is with with us the whole way through. And he is, you know, opening doors and closing doors and, and guiding us just as he's told us that he would in his word. So. So good. So good. And you know what I love is that even though you went through this really challenging experience of just just the physical pain of caring for and then the emotional and physical trauma of actually raising four boys simultaneously. <laughs> but in the midst of all that, you've really just, you've given, you write a blog. And then even on top of that, you wrote an ebook that my kids really loved last oh, summer. Oh, that's so great to hear. And awesome. It's called Kid Ventures and it's 50 Outdoor Experiences of Childhood Discovery. 
So just tell me a little bit about why you wrote it. I mean, I can guess, but take us through that. Yeah, well, obviously I have boys and they need, you know, the activity and all the boy stuff that they need. But I think, you know, there's something for everybody in that for sure. But I just noticed with my boys that they needed a structure. We needed a plan and and we needed it to be simple. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime that I had these grand ideas or something that was complicated, it always fell apart or it never got executed because I didn't have the supplies or I didn't want to go through the whole, you know, <laughs> mess of getting it accomplished. So I just found that that some of the best memories were the most simple things and some of the most, um, you know, the outdoor things were really things that we connected with. And I saw that with, you know, other families too, as I encouraged them to do that. So I just put 50 simple things together that we had enjoyed and things that we um, liked doing together and, and went from there. So it was just a fun, fun way to share different activities and things that we had done that had went well. (laughs) Well, and what I liked about it too, is that sometimes I have summer mommy brain, which means that I really just can't process any sort of thoughts. I can't think through anything. And so you wrote down absolutely everything required (laughs) for the activity, no matter how many times, you know, a person may have done it previously in their life. And so I could literally hand it to my eight-year-old last summer and say, let's do an activity. Help your little brother awesome. <laughs> do this activity. Awesome. And and she could just run with it. And and I could Good. just pick it up even when I had no brain left. Yes. And just, you know, say, okay, let's do this. It's all just written <laughs> written down here for me, which is, it's sound, when I'm full of energy, maybe I would have thought, oh, wow, why is all this stuff written down? But actually in the midst of a summer day, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> because, you know, I can't even remember <laughs> oh, how to make coffee great. when you know, know, a day right? is really crazy. Yes. So I just loved that it was all written out for me. I think, you know, you need some structure in the summer. It can get a little hairy Mm -hmm. if you don't have, you know, a plan. So it's just nice on those days that you're like, okay, let's do something a little bit more, you know, organized or things like that, that you can go, okay. And I love, I like the table of contents too, where it has like the guide where you can go, okay, this is a creative one. This is an active one. This is more of like a DIY type thing. So it's kind of nice too, that it's categorized and you can kind of go on your energy level. Yeah, and yeah. what your kids' interests are, yeah. things like that. So so what are your, some of your favorite activities to do with your boys during the summer? You know, they love anything um, exploring, hands-on, getting dirty kind of things, which I've gotten better at as a mom of boys. <laughs> it wasn't natural for me, you know, so it's been a, it's been a learning curve. But they love any types of, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever done geocaching, but geocaching yes. is a fun one. Uh-huh. Um, any types of, you know, state parks, going to those and doing, you know, nature hunts or hikes, things like that are some of their favorites. But, you know, they love anything, you know, anything from flashlight tag to, you know, fishing, any of those great activities. They're all over. 
Well, you know, I also loved your book because I have two girls and then my youngest is a boy. So he kind of sometimes, I'll admit, gets the leftovers or gets strung yes. along with whatever his sisters want to do. Right. And I loved that it was this ebook full of things that, he, you know, that they would all enjoy, but that he was definitely going to enjoy. He wasn't going to have to be yes. a student again for another day of summer so his sisters could teach him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> because he gets, you know, I'll, it'll be this lovely summer day and I'll walk by their room and he'll be like, Mama, I'm in centers right now. Yes. And I'm yes. like, oh, you poor kid. Let's go outside. <laughs> so I loved that it was all fun, outdoorsy stuff. There's the toy zip line and all kinds of yes, really that was just a huge hit. That was a really good one. They fun, love that. fun stuff. So Yeah, um, they like all the homemade stuff too, like the mm-hmm. homemade bow and arrow and the homemade fishing pole and things like that. They love like finding the sticks in the woods and then making something into it, you know, making forts and stuff like that. So it seems like, like good old fashioned um, Opie. Oh, I'm I'm gonna. Forget. It is. What's it his is. name? What's that show like? Um, Andy Griffith. Yeah. Or, yeah. I guess so. It's Opie Griffith. That's not right though. I don't know. I think you had a different name on the show. Anyway, yeah. okay, but you know what I, I know mean. What you're talking. I totally got it. <laughs> good old fashioned exactly. summer fun. Simple outdoor. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, can good. you tell us where everybody can find you online? Yes, I am Quattro Mama on Instagram, Twitter, um, most of those. And on Facebook, you can search um, Fortunate and it should come right up. Um, but our blog is fortunate.net with the number four. Great. And I have one last question for you. How do you find the energy to keep up with four boys? Um. <sighs> I wish I had a great answer for that. I don't know. (laughs) You know, we sleep well at night. We're good and tired. Um, But I think, yeah, I think you just kind of get that stamina that you need for whatever God gives you. But I mean, I'm I'm definitely, I'm tired and I'm worn out and (laughs) they keep me going. But I drink a lot of green tea. That's a good one for me. But (laughs) no magic special. I don't have the magic formula yet. You know, and I think you're just, I think you're absolutely right that that we have the energy for what we need to have the energy for. Mm -hmm. And I remember it being so hard with one and then I had three and I had the same amount of energy, you know, for for each one. And and our our capacity expands for what God gives us. So it does. It does. Even if it's, you know, the traditional one, one at a time way, I think. Right. Yeah. So for the mom right now who is about to take off her headphones and go pick up her baby who's been napping or she's getting back from an evening run after she put her kids to bed and thinking about how she wants to approach tomorrow, what would you say to encourage her? I would just say to not um, not put so much pressure on yourself. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself in the beginning, and I still do, um, to to be perfect or to be, you know, comparing with other moms and trying to have, you know, my kids look good or, or to behave well, those sorts of things. I think, you know, you have to be confident in knowing that you know your kids better than anybody else. And there's not, um, you know, there's not a, a manual for your kid. You have to trust in the Lord and to be in the word and, and to be depending on him for wisdom. And, um, 
and and then just be confident. I think I lack so much confidence and look to other people to go, what do I do with, with this? Or how do I do this? Or that sort of thing. And you really do know your kids. And, and I think God gives you that instinct um, to, to know what's right for them and to know. Uh, and you're going to make mistakes. And to give yourself grace for those mistakes, I think, is, is just huge, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Jen, I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and your wisdom and your inspiration for some summer fun with us today. I, I know that you're busy, and I'm thankful that you took the time to chat with us today. So, oh, well, it's been really fun to share, and and I appreciate the opportunity. So it was good to talk to you, Kat. It was good to talk to you. Thanks so much. I hope to have you on the show again sometime. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Jen. You bet. Bye. 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 Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet news.